Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. <laughs> All right, this is it. This is the uh, the summit of the uh, of Midas Touch Brothers and the Stephanie Miller Show after our accord, our peace accord over who thought of a sake bomb first. Let's say hello <laughs> to Midas Touch, created in quarantine by three brothers. Midas Touch is a progressive next generation super PAC staffed solely by three siblings and lifelong Democrats with the primary goal of protecting American democracy, defeating Trumpism, and holding Republicans accountable. Here comes Ben. Ben's a partner at Garagos and Garagos where he focuses on civil rights law. <laughs> He represented Colin Kaepernick in his highly publicized lawsuit against the NFL. He also has a fancy deposition, so we have to hurry because he's so fancy. And <laughs> Brett, Brett, am I saying the name right? Marcellus? Marcellus, yeah. Marcellus is a two-time Emmy Award-winning video editor and digital media strategist. He worked for a little lady called Ellen DeGeneres. Jordy, who's the baby? Jordan. Is Hello. The, okay. He's the marketing <laughs> account supervisor based in New York City, responsible for running uh, multiple campaigns for some of the world's top brands, including HBO, NFL, and AT&T. It's the boys from Midas Touch. Good morning, everybody. It's good to be good morning. here, Stephanie. How's it going? <laughs> good. Happy, happy hour. Yeah. we want Well, you know, we had you on the regular show. And I wanted to have you on the happy hour because I am legitimately fascinated by the three. You're like, Travis is the, is the superhero geek. Are, is there a superhero brothers that are some, it's not Justice League, <laughs> but it's something, it's some fucking Justice League meets somebody. Somebody's Aquaman, somebody's, I don't know. But it's just the way you've combined all of your talents. <laughs> are they Menudo? What are they? Someone help me. Is it Jen and Jordan. the Holograms? Who are they? Jordy likes to say the Jonas Brothers, but I don't think it's quite a one-to-one comparison here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, you have combined your superpowers. Seriously, I applaud you to do just uh, your videos are amazing. They've gone viral. I mean, millions of hits. I mean, most people are bored and, you know, COVID and I don't know, just ate the ate the bejesus out of like <laughs> drank themselves silly and you guys are like i know let's save democracy right <laughs> i think you can i think you can walk and chew gum at the same time i think you can eat the bejesus out of everything and watch a ton of tv and also help democracy i think we proved that those two things <laughs> coexist but you guys you know were you suddenly like oh holy shit we're good at this we're just doing what we did in the playhouse and we were when we were kids 
I was kind of more like, holy shit, like we're all going to die. We have a maniac in the, in the White House. What are we going to do about it? Like seriously, like a, a year ago, I can't even tell you what was going through my head when I was watching the press conferences of Trump telling people to drink bleach. And now it's like PTSD watching these clips of, you know, every year it's like one year ago today, Trump told everyone to drink bleach. One year ago today, Trump yeah. called it the China virus. One year ago. And it's like, it's PTSD watching it. And it brings me back to why we created Midas Touch in the first place which is because all of us were watching and we're freaking out. We were yeah. like texting each other, like, what the hell are we going to do about this guy? Yeah. Like, as our, as our, like Europe's ravaged right now. China was destroyed. It's clearly coming here. We're about to be wrecked. Are we just going to like let it happen? Are we just going to let this maniac destroy our country and then stay here for another four years after he does that? And so really it was out of panic and out of this existential fear for America that we got together and we created Midas Touch originally as a blog, getting our thoughts out there. And and then transferred that into doing these videos. And the videos started taking off on another level. And we realized, okay, that's it. That's where we could have this impact. And it grew yeah. from there. That was Brett talking, everybody. Now, Jordy, um, what, but so, and it all comes full circle. I love that you say your, your mission is still getting rid of Trumpism. Because there sure. fucking is again in this horrible Atlanta attack. It's, oh you know, God, it's the yeah. consequences of China virus, China virus that he set up until two nights. He just said it two nights ago on Fox. He said it at CPAC last week. Right. His fingerprints are all over everything that went down in Georgia. It is absolutely pathetic. And, you know, it, that that's why we still exist. And that's why the fight continues, even after Trump's out of office. It's because the things that he said and did while he's there are going to have these lasting repercussions to our democracy that we have to fight for and continue to, you know, fend off. And yeah. Trump is a symptom of a larger disease in the in the Republican Party and in America in general. I mean, you see this morning, I know you've been recording your show all morning. I don't know if you saw Chip Roy's statements this morning, but Chip Roy, they had a hearing on the Asian American violence. Yeah. And he literally said, you know, there's an old saying in Texas about find all the rope and get a tall oak tree. That's how seriously we take justice here in Texas. That's how he opened up his speech about violence against Asian Americans by bringing up this extremely racist trope. So I think this disease of Trumpism, which is racism, which is fascism, authoritarianism, yeah. just permeates so wide throughout that party and, and the country in general. And so we want to be here to just, you know, be calling it out every step of the way and doing what we can to eradicate it from America. Ben, I can tell you're working on your your deposition with one hand over there and you're not paying attention. <laughs> but listen, Mr. Democracy. Um, no, I got my tea, my daily dose of tea right here. That's all that's going on. Oh, no. Ben's okay. like, blah, 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 blah. I work at Garagos. And Gar I know Mark Garagos. Give, <laughs> give him a kiss for me. <laughs> <laughs> tell, you know, tell, this is really refreshing you for tell, us because you it's tell usually Brett. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you tell Garagos I said to fuck off. You're talking to me now. I know Mark for a million years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jordy. I, I was saying this was uh, really refreshing for Brett and I. It's because, you know, Ben usually um, gets a pat on the back from most hosts. And, and Brett and I are left to sort of fend for ourselves while we get, you know, a little bit of attack. So, so this is really nice. Yeah, it's and about refreshing. time Ben's so the black you. sheep of the family. <laughs> they're just, they're just, whatever, you little fuckers. We want to talk to Colin Kaepernick's lawyer. Yes, Ben? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I'm, I'm beginning to think that this was a Stephanie, Jordy, and Brett conspiracy interview against me. I'm wondering. Uh, Intervention. We got you here. Does we it strike you? Ben, we want to talk Seriously, to you. Ben, does it strike you that, like, Colin Kaepernick... They prove his case every single fucking day that he was right about everything. Yeah, I mean, when the case is anti-racism, when the case is, 
you know, representing true humanity and peace and love, I think ultimately that does, you know, win out. I mean, people say to me, well, Ben, you were so prescient. You represented Colin then, and, and that's when, you know, nobody knew. I'm like, nobody knew what? Everybody, everybody should have known yeah. that racism is horrible, and Colin standing up for black and brown communities is a view that is going to transcend a despot and a dictator who is spreading hate for a finite period of time. And so, correct, Stephanie, every day that passes, Colin's message is proven more and more prescient, but the message of peace, love, humanity, anti-racism, brotherhood and sisterhood, and us all holding hands together, that's a transcendent message. Yeah, and I mean, you tweeted, there, Midas Touch tweeted, there's no acceptable excuses for hate crime, none. And, you know, I know you guys were struck as I was by, oh, he's having a bad day. I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, what? why is, a, right? A bad day? Yeah. A bad day, you have a drink. A bad day, you, right. you take a nap, you, you sleep it off. You don't shoot eight people. Right. Uh, that excuse. And it seems like always when they're, when the shooter ends up being a, a white male, it seems like the sheriff's department always goes to bat, not for the victims, but for the shooter. For the killer which is so backwards yeah. it's like there shouldn't be excuses for this man's actions and of course you know reporters dug at the sheriff last night into his yeah. facebook posts and stuff and this guy himself was spreading this anti-asian rhetoric on his own channels yeah and so yeah it's like racists are supporting racists like it's it really shows that's why it, it bothers me so much when you have these right-wing voices like ben shapiro and all these people who are like listen racism doesn't exist in america blah, right. blah, blah. i'm like all you gotta do is like open your eyes like open your ears like what are you talking about yeah i mean and you talk about it i keep saying he's, he, trump this is why it's so great you're still talking about trumpism because the whole party has become a reflection of him just horrible and racist and liars and corrupt and cruel um yeah jordy you said i can't draw but a really good political cartoon would be the former guy parachuting off a bridge as his followers are jumping behind him without parachutes that's that would sum it up, right? A hundred percent. And actually, we we had someone, uh, Midas, uh, Kathy Graphics, draw up that cartoon for us. And it was awesome. And that was really during the time when it came out that Trump was indeed vaccinated. And at that point, he still hadn't encouraged his, his you know, devout followers to get the vaccine. He did go on Fox News the other night and said something to the effect that I would recommend it. But I believe in blah, blah, blah. So yeah. it was really doublespeak even when he came out mm -hmm. and said something. Yeah. And so that, that metaphor to me just really rings true. Like, yeah, he's going to be fine. He got the vaccine. It's all these people that look up to him and idolize him that are going to get sick eventually. And it's, it's, it's really, really sad. Yeah, Brett, you a tip to that on Twitter, too. You said the uh, the people saying Trump looks better than ever. You said the former guy's sycophants just keep getting more and more pathetic. You're like, no. He looks exactly the same, just without the orange makeup. It's just they're, just, they're weird. They're weird, strange people at the end. of Like, we forget because they're so evil often, just how weird and strange they are. Right. But they're very peculiar people. I mean, to look at those pictures and post those pictures of, you know, and not to poke fun at, you know, just anyone's appearance, but this is a guy who denigrates people's appearances all the time. Yeah. And to post those photos of him looking objectively they're not flattering photo. i mean you can right. have a flattering photo of the guy those were not them and no. to just be so over the top as to oh this guy is in the greatest shape ever he's the strongest man on the planet it's like dude 
like, what are you trying to overcompensate for? Yeah. Who is telling you to tweet this? Like, there has to be something else going on here because it's just yeah. weird. I mean, Ben, they put his face on Rambo's body and think, can Rambo sue? Just as a lawyer, tell us, can Rambo? Because we're like, yeah, that's what his abs look like. I'm not worried about Rambo. I'm worried about us, the people, and the emotional distress we suffered looking at those images. So I don't know if we, <laughs> if we have a cause of action for, for looking at it. But no, it's it, and it's, it is weird that, they talk about his physical appearance so so much. It is you, you wonder how countries like North Korea with Kim Jong Un and these bizarre idolatry of of dictators how that could happen. Yeah. But you know you see here there's a strain of 25 to 33 percent of Americans who want a Kim Jong Un style. A dictator in, yeah. in country it's crazy well and i love that you know as experts in you know marketing and digital and video and you know the law and all of it you know i love that you're just in people's face which is what it's good that they're out on this tour because you said every single republican voted against a bill only 20 percent of americans oppose we need to remind people of this every single day and i think they learned the lessons of you know the obama administration not touting the, their stimulus recovery and the aca enough because I, you know, you, I love that you remind people. Ron Johnson celebrated the Fourth of July in Moscow and supports terrorists who attack the country. You know, you're just, you're right. I mean, your your skills, I think, are so attuned to our time, don't you? That you have to things that we think are, you know, go without saying because we marinate in it. They don't, right? They don't. You need to be out in their faces. Well, people have short attention spans, and there's so much in the news that you can't blame people for missing stories or forgetting stories because just yesterday like a hundred things happened like the odni released an intelligence report that kind of implicated bill barr and ratcliffe and yeah. lying about the threats like like and that probably i would say 95 percent of people probably didn't even see that report because of the shootings and everything that went on so you know you can't blame people for missing major stories so i think it's our job to use our platform to continuously remind people as to what's going on out there and to just, you know, put a mirror up to America and show, hey, this is what's going on here. This is this is what's happening and we got to we got to do something about it. And the example you said about ACA and the previous stimulus bills really is one of my was one of my biggest fears kind of with this bill because I remember and we weren't in politics in any former fashion then we were just you know concerned americans but i remember the democrats then basically kind of running away from that success running away yeah. from the ACA because they were worried about polling and whatnot, which is now in hindsight, it's like an extremely popular piece of legislation that everybody yeah. wants to claim. But like, don't run away from your wins. Like Republicans yeah. would never run away from a bill that they passed that, you know, if you stand by it, stand by it, own it and speak loudly and proudly about it, or you're going to get killed in the next midterm election. Yeah. Jordy, where do you think we are on the uh, filibuster? I know 43 other progressive groups have joined now. Uh, because we're not going to get any of this stuff done, are we? Unless we at least reform it. Because um, yeah. I know you guys are yeah, working on all of that. But what do you think? Exactly. No, I mean, it's, a, it's an incredibly frustrating process seeing play out right now. And we just have to hope, you know, we have the majority, we have the power. Uh, I think Osaf uh, went on uh, last night, uh, Lawrence, and he said, hey, we have to think big. We have everything at our disposal. You know, we are run by the greatest folks right now uh, who are in power. And it's up to us to actually get stuff done while we still can. Hold those thoughts, Midas Touch. Let's throw out, throw out some red meat for our base.
Get it? Our mm-hmm. Democratic base. Get it? Because yes. Omaha Steaks. Because OmahaSteaks.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sean and I don't do red meat, but we do the seafood and the right and the mm-hmm. fish, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do red meat. Right, caramel apple tartlets, the wild salmon, I oh, ahi tuna. I'm just telling you, Omaha Steaks has the quality protein for everybody. You don't have to do supermarket market substitutions. It's delivered safely to your door in dry ice, right? For COVID safety, and it's the best protein. You get the best quality protein. You get the mo- the most for your money at Omaha Steaks. And it's not you know, refuse. I sometimes get su- supermarket refuse. You're like oh. This was a bad time and what everybody else did. I got I got seeds and stems. Don't get seeds and stems. Get the good stuff. OmahaSteaks.com. Check this out. If you go to OmahaSteaks.com, enter the promo code VOICES into that search bar, you save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. What you get in the Butcher's Best Sellers Package are four iconic fork tender filet mignons, four ultra-juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, all gad sausage, that's good, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets, and... They throw in four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com, type voices in the search bar, it's 50% off, boom, and then you're just, you think you're done, and you're like, what? Four more chicken breasts and four more burgers? What? Okay, well, you don't have to say it like that because that's annoying, but just however you express pleasure, omahasteaks.com, type voices in that search bar. Ben, um, I am uh, terrified by Mitch McConnell's threats about uh, that he might suddenly start being obstructionist. Are you not terrified? Of his- <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm terrified because I remember two years ago how collegial he was. And yes. when it came to the Supreme <laughs> Court, how he didn't eliminate the filibuster there and how he made sure that there was appropriate deliberation regarding Amy Coney Barrett. Remember all of the deliberations that yeah. took place? No, of course. I mean, he rushed it. He forced through every BS piece of legislation, um, eliminated the filibuster when it came to the Supreme Court judges, you know, invoked the so-called nuclear option there within six days of the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg without any deliberation. Yeah. They forced on us Amy Coney Barrett without a filibuster. And all of these bills that are being proposed have bipartisan support of the people overwhelmingly when you talk about the living wage when you talk about making education affordable when you talk about giving people health care when you talk about the covid relief bill these are bipartisan supported by the people and you shouldn't have a procedural maneuver like the filibuster be used not for the uh, minority party in power but it's being used as a vehicle for deca millionaires and billionaires to basically impose their will on on relief that average Americans go on. The argument for the filibuster is that it helps the party that's not in power. That's not how it's being used, though. It's being used to hoist up an aristocracy in the United States for billionaires and tax cuts that only help 80, that hurt 85 to 90 percent of the population and only help basically the 1% and and the 9% of the rest of the population that may be millionaires. Yeah, 
And you know, it's not that hard to find video, is it? <laughs> is it? Uh, I don't know how you su- your superhero meetings go, but you're like, Brett, super editor, find the video of, of, of uh, McConnell yeah. saying the exact opposite just a few months ago. Find everything Trump saying the exact opposite. Find everything Trump said a year ago about COVID. I mean, it's right, yeah, Brett. It's, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's funny when people ask, you know, how, how do you get all these clips so fast and how do you turn? I'm like, because they said it like a month ago. <laughs> like, you know, it's like they just said it. Everything is indexed in Google and YouTube. It's not really hard to find at the end of the day. Yeah, we're not like going, we're not in the Dewey Decimal system, like looking (laughs) in. You know, What's, and we yeah, don't have any like special software. Like I know the Daily Show has special software where they could type in certain captions and it brings up. Yeah. Oh, Mitch McConnell said this on January, you know, nineteen ninety nine or so. <laughs> like we don't have any of that. It's literally just us and Google and yeah. YouTube. And, and plus, we're, we're just we're better it. at this. Like you, Brett, you tweeted AOC needs to be careful if she keeps humiliating Ted Cruz, he might start campaigning for her. I mean. Just I, I think it's my most popular at, tweet, like 159,000. I'm very proud of that one. Don't come at AOC on Twitter, right? Like it's just, no, especially Ted like, Cruz. Like, give me a break. You, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to even, you know, yeah. toe to toe with AOC on Twitter yeah. or anywhere else. Yeah, they're youngins. Jordy, you, you are seven and a half. How, how old are you? Oh, I'm 27. Oh, okay, good boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's like it's an attention span thing, isn't it? That you guys just remind people, like people that they just fucking it, said I'm, it I'm, a few months exactly, ago. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that goes back to what Brett was talking about earlier. I'm going to use a marketing term here. It's our always-on approach. You know, yeah. we're on every platform at every moment: TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Midas Touch. That's where we live, and we're always posting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and it's. Um, I, I think it's it is interesting. I, I read a, some Ben. I think there was a poll that said like. Five percent of Trump supporters, only five percent know he's been vaccinated. I mean, stuff like that, that you guys exist, right, to point out the hypocrisy, to get get in people's faces, right? They live they live in the disinfo on the GQP. And what Democrats have not done effectively in the past was truly frame the issues. Look what we did in Georgia. We made it clear it was chicken Purdue and looting Leffler. Um, And then we made some great videos around it. uh, But. We frame the issues of who these individuals were are consistent with who they are. In the past, that was something the GQP was really was really good at. And I think one of the things I always say too is we can't call the GQP conservatives. That gives them credit. There's yeah. nothing conservative about invading the Capitol building. That's not a conservative value. No. Um, there's nothing conservative about you know being anti-vaccinations. Those are rabid and radical views. And so what we have to collectively do is push back on the way they try to frame issues and ways and deliver it to the people. And that's what Midas Touch has also, I think, yeah. been effective at. But that's why I keep saying they're not the GOP, they're the GQP. If anyone yep. says the conservatives, I go, they're not conservative. They're radical and they're crazy. Um, so. Let's, before we go, talk about the Midas upbringing, the Midas Touch of your parents. Wit, what's the dynamic between the brothers? Where did you grow up? Is it competitive? Is there a bully? Tell me everything. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Uh, we, we grew up in Long Island, New York. Okay. Um, definitely extremely competitive, uh, but we range in ages quite a bit. So, you know, I'm the middle brother. This is Brett speaking, and, and Jordy is three years younger than me. Jordy's and 27. It, you are? 
Jordy's 27, I'm 30, and Ben's 35. So oh, between Jordy and Ben, that's an eight-year difference. So, right. you know, I mean, there was times when, you know, Jordy oh, was like in middle school and Ben was already in college and My away. sisters are almost 20 years older than me. Cry me a river. My just <laughs> and then we also have a half, we also, yeah, not, not to uh, try to one-up you here, but we also have a half-sister who is uh, 16. Oh, uh, so oh. we, we, so we also have a sibling who is, who is, you know, much younger. So these wide ranging in ages, you know, yeah. this is actually, even though we were always extremely close growing up, this is actually the closest we've ever been. Um, yeah. and now we're, you know, working together and talking together and it's really been, you know, one of the greatest, most gratifying experiences ever, but now everything well, was you, when extremely you're the- competitive growing up playing sports and, and ragging on each other and stuff. And Jordy probably got it the worst as the youngest because he got trickled down economics doesn't work, but trickle down bullying probably totally work works. And, and was, let me, let me spill some tea here. So Brett, Brett was I the was more the baby. like physical bully. Like yeah. I had to like watch out for Brett for yeah. like just fear. Yeah. Uh, Ben all psychological. Um, right. You know, oh. he had the age advantage of me too. Sure. So, Psychological uh, like he torture. He convinced me basically to do anything. It's yeah. terrifying. My, and stuff still haunts me to this day. When we do our pack, podcast, the yeah. Minus Touch podcast, um, <laughs> I just get, I get it. It's like a therapy session for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. My, my uh, older brother used to uh, pin me down and like uh, let the toothpaste go all the way to my face almost yep. and then yep. just suck it mm. back up. Like it was sort of like <laughs> waterboarding, but with crest. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's right. He's right wing now. So I feel you, Jordy. I feel you, dog. Um, That's what happens. That's what happens. Before we close, we have to start with why we... So, because great minds think alike, I am so proud to serve with you. We we literally are like in the bunker when the dinosaurs have come back. We're like, fucking T-Rex is going to eat us all, so shut up. I don't care who thought of it first. But we everyone so, ran into yes, exactly great minds thing because we all we share our our white hot love of Gensaki. So she right I don't know okay I six million listeners I take you at your word you didn't hear it on my show I didn't see your tweet but we all collided in our Gensaki love because we shortly how after good, how fantastic is she yeah well we started doing this shortly after she started her press conferences yeah Saki. Saki. And now, because I'm as competitive as you guys, we are getting our Saki Bomb merchandise up because that's how this started on Twitter. I was like, what the hell fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? They have Saki Bomb t-shirts and we don't? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, all of a sudden, I got to say, the Stephanie Miller fans are are, are a uh, an intense bunch. I have to tell you, Stephanie, though, as, as the lawyer in this group, I have to see the metadata on that clip to determine which <laughs> when When it was, I know. To determine which date that was cut together. I saw your tweet. <laughs> I'll compare it against our tweet and we can have a decisive <laughs> legal answer. Fuck, fuck, Travis, we don't have a lawyer on our team. <laughs> we don't we have a budget for it. We can't afford one. <laughs> yeah, Jody went to Law and Order school. She watched enough Law and Order, so I don't know how we're going to fare. But yeah, but uh, yeah, she is. But I mean, seriously, is she not just so fantastic? She's just that well, little smile and the, yeah. It seems like the media is sort of flailing a little bit, and there are a lot of incredible, fantastic journalists, but you know, there are a lot of people also who aren't there necessarily in totally good faith and who are looking for stories that are more salacious um, than just trying to kind of deliver the facts. So when they ask questions that are out oh of bounds, God. I think it's, you know, good to celebrate somebody who could call it out and then say, you know, hey, you know, that's bullshit. Like, oh my know, God, who that cares little, about, that little who smile cares about the dog or the, you know, or many people are saying that, oh my God, you Brett. know, oh, oh who, 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 what many people, what many, 
the pre- Trump? Trump? Oh, Trump? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, him. Do you remember? How about remember the? How about the, the? How about the? How about Sorry. the? Oh, the president. Oh, really? It's not safe to travel, but uh, President Biden's going home to Delaware, and she's like, "Okay, he has a plane." Yeah, he's the president. <laughs> it's called the, Air Force One. You remember the syllogisms on the SATs, where it would be like, "This is to this, as that is to this," yes. and so like Biden is to Trump as blank is to Kaylee McEnany. Like you couldn't find I know. the exact person other than Jen Psaki. It's the perfect, like Biden is to yeah. Trump. Oh my God. Is to yesterday. Kaylee it's McEnany. like yesterday. Okay. So you'd like us to send some 10 year olds back alone. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> She's just so fantastic. So here's what I want. I want you to buy Midas touch Saki bomb t-shirts. I want you to buy ours as soon as they're available. And we are all going to go, because we used to have Jen on the show all the time. We're going to go out for sushi and Saki bombs. All of us oh together. Oh my God. Us oh my and gosh! Gen when we can, all right. When we have this, our... is going to be once we get the vax going on, yeah. and we can yeah. get out there. I mean, I am all in on sake bombs with sake and Stephanie. <laughs> this is going to be. <laughs> I'm no, like, really... Stephanie Miller crew, Midas Brothers, and Jen Saki. We got a party, Into man. It. Love um, it. I love you. Ben's got to go because he's fucking fancy, as you know. He's got a something, something, uh, something. Of course. Oh, first oh, off, first guy. If, but, if, if the listeners can't see, I'm in a jumpsuit. Okay, I'm not all that fancy. <laughs> 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 Viva la resistance. Happy to serve with you. The Midas Brothers, Midas Touch. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, listen to their podcast, their blog. It's all their patriots. And God bless the United States. We love you. <laughs> Bye, Midas Touch. We, we love you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, guys. Thank you.